You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. On second and four, Hurts looking to throw. Going end zone, Lance Brown, it's there! Touchdown, Philadelphia! Week four of the NFL season means it is the fourth edition of how can the Philadelphia Eagles win a football game. That is the key, the most important stat. That is the podcast. That's all you need to know. Um, if you want to go somewhere else, if you want to panic, this is not the place to be. No, I'm kidding. We're going to provide all angles. My name is Stephen Conrad Jr., obviously co-host here of the Philly Pod as Victor Williams is sitting here with the biggest grin on his face ever. I'm not really sure why you're it's grinning. It's 4-0, honestly. man. How can you not be happy? Oh, okay. It's 4-0. It's 4-0. The last time a Super Bowl loser started a season 4-0 was 1998. So that was like that was 25 years ago. Mm. That's like a quarter of a century. That's like older than you. That's older than you. It's longer than you've been alive, 25 years. Wait, say that stat again? The last, the last, time, the f- last time a Super Bowl loser started a season 4-0 was 1998. That was the year before you were born. Mm. Is the last time a team did this, and the Eagles are sitting here four and zero after a thirty four thirty one overtime win versus the Washington Commanders. A lot more nerve wracking than it should have been. The refs made sure they had their handprints on this one, and we're not a blame the refs podcast. We're not a hold on. That oh, stat doesn't make any sense. How not? The last time a Super Bowl loser started the season four and zero. Oh, so, right from the previous year. Okay, okay. Because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, like we the were... very next season, the very next season, like you lose the Super Bowl. Usually it's a hangover. Most teams don't start that well. The Eagles have no hangover. Obviously, there's growing pains with the new coordinators. Yeah, but wow, that is something to be said. Okay, that's a good stat. Did you, you have yeah. you tweeted that out yet or what? No, 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 I have not. That I saved that just stat. for the podcast. Sorry, I, was, I, was sitting here, I was sitting here overthinking that whole I thing. I saw you looking cross-eyed over there. I was trying to figure out what the hell the, what the, hell the problem was. But yes, 34-31, the Eagles do uh, defeat the Commanders in overtime. There's a lot to be made about. Uh, some of the decisions that were made down the line, there was a lot to be made of some of the controversial calls. Like I said, we're not a blame the ref podcast, but there were certainly fingerprints left because of the officials. You know, everybody Brown. says that. Everybody says that. Everybody says we're not a blame the ref uh, podcast. We're not, though. We're not, though. I was we're listening to part of my take earlier. The guy on there, one of the co-hosts is a uh, Commanders fan, and he's like, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a blame the ref guy. Then goes on for five minutes straight to complain about everything the Eagles do, including the way Jason Kelsey moves moves the football around, which you're allowed to do, by the way. That's we'll get into it. We'll get into oh it. Oh my goodness. There's a whole bunch of all there's a lot there was a lot made of the of the tush push and the and, and all that stuff. And we'll get into all of that. Thank you guys for tuning into this edition of the Philly Pod brought to you by the LibertyLine.com. I'm your host as always, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms at the Philly Pod. Do the same for my faithful co-host here, Steven Comrade Junior, just just initial reactions, I guess, to to the win. Um, obviously, it's a day removed. Um, but before we dive into the analysis and all that stuff, your initial reaction: What was your first thought after the Eagles, like after Jake Elliott nails the fifty-four yarder, they come away four zero? You can exhale. Your first thought oh, yeah. after the game was what? A giant sigh of relief. Um, obviously, throughout the day, a lot of frustration. Um, but, you know, like the the outside world, outside of Philly and everything like that, they, you know, they're all going to say, oh, man, you know, the Eagles, you know, went to overtime against the lowly commanders. I mean, look, I think the commanders are honestly going to be a much this better is a, team. This is a different commanders team. Like, it is Sam yeah. Howell, but Eric Bieniemy has that team, at least offensively, they're, they're, they're rolling offensively. 
Well, he's getting more out most... of Sam Howell than I thought yes. anybody would get out of Sam Howell. So. Absolutely. And what's the most overused term, and and for the NFL at least, it's a week to week league. Literally, mm-hmm. it's a week to week league. Any like, given look, Sunday, the Dolphins right? just put and whatever. Any given Sunday, the Dolphins just put up seventy points last weekend. This weekend, get their doors blown off by the Buffalo Bills in a key divisional game, right? So now everybody feels differently about them. The Dallas Cowboys get upset by the Cardinals last week, and then they do what they they always do and just beat up on a really, well, I'm not gonna say bad team, but you know, it's what it is. Um, but the Patriots you are know a bad something, team. Man? Yes, they are a bad team. <laughs> the Patriots are not. Yeah, good. we just happened to face them week one at their house in bad weather conditions, and Bill Belichick had all off season to prepare for us. So circumstances mm-hmm. are everything. Like I said, week to week. But uh, I gotta I gotta ask you something, man. What's up? Do you, do you remember last year? It felt like everybody was saying, "Like, oh man, this this Eagles team—they never play in close games. Like, they may struggle in the playoffs in those tight contested games." Well, here you have it. Like, the, the, like when you when you take a step back, that was my biggest takeaway. Regardless of opponent, the Eagles, you know, faced a tough team, a tough divisional team at home. But the key was the game went into overtime, and we didn't didn't uh, didn't waver. You know, like we we, we stayed calm under all circumstances, uh, had every reason to panic because it, it was really looking like, hey, maybe this commander's team just has the formula to beat the Eagles, you know? And we just kind of, you know, relaxed and took care of business. Game-winning, well, Hurts really delivered two game-winning drives, so you feel good about that, so. And yeah, walk the, out 4-0. The, the, the narrative that, uh, the like you said, last year was like they haven't had any adversity, they haven't been battle-tested, they've been tested through these first four games. Hurts uh, was staring down a, a, a 10-point deficit, uh, in this game yeah. and had to come from behind and the uh, they led for the first time with AJ Brown's uh, second touchdown uh, real, real quick before we get into into our thoughts re- regarding how, how the game ended uh, Jake Elliott second best kicker in the league right behind Justin Tucker USA at this point he has, to be. Be. he has to be he might be he might be the best in Eagles history like David Akers might have to might have to step aside I saw this stat on, on Twitter um, that somebody had I think it, I think it was Rube had tweeted this he said Eagles kickers from 54 yards out, Jake Elliott in his Eagles tenure, 10 for 16 on 54-plus yard field goals. Everyone else in Eagles history, 5 for 41. That's including mm. David Akers. Jake Elliott is clutch from badass... long distance. It's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You want to know the most badass thing about that was? Did you notice how that man literally hurried up out there and wanted to get the kickoff? Like, that was kind of cold-blooded, man. Like, obviously, you know kickers don't like to be iced. They don't like when the other team calls timeouts. Mm-hmm. But... He was rushing the guys out there. Like, he wanted the uh, long snapper, you know, everybody to get set quick. He's like, speed this thing up, and he just kicked it and walked off the field. Jake Elliott. Cold-blooded Elliott. Chicken Little Elliott, whatever you want to call him. Devontae Smith. Yeah, Devontae's calling him Chicken Little. He said, when I caught that pass, I just knew. I knew it was over. I knew Jake was going to hit it. And and it's crazy. It's the consistency and and the distance at which Jake Elliott kicks these kicks. He just hit a 62-yarder not too long ago, right? Was it last week, the week before? You hit another sixty-one yarder. It was at t- and the half. Yeah, I think. it was. Yeah, so it was. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been that one. Yeah, it's unbelievable, unbelievable the things that Jake Elliott is doing. But it might not have been necessary because there is a a lot of discourse going on about how the Eagles engineered their final drive. <laughs> oh man, this is going to piss me off so much. <laughs> just, but we have to talk about it. We have to. We have to. We have to talk about it. AJ Brown phenomenal game. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But um. Second and four, right? Second and four on Washington's 28-yard line. Game is tied 24-24. You get four yards, right? You get the four yards there. You get a fresh set of downs, and you just run the clock down and kick the field goal. 
the Eagles, Brian Johnson, Jalen Hurts, maybe audible, whoever made the decision to to go for the fireworks and go for the touchdown. And A.J. Brown catches that long touchdown to make the game at that point 31-24, but then he commits the taunting penalty, and then they give Washington good field position, and then Sam Howell goes right down the field and uses every second of that clock and scores a touchdown to Jahan Dotson as time expires. If you were, <laughs> I think I know how this is going to go. If you if you were in that position, are you in the camp where you just score points and and worry about it later? Are you in the camp of wind the clock down, kick the field goal, and don't even give the ball back to to Washington's offense? Some people are saying there's no guarantee you make the field goal, so you score when you can, but you have Jake Elliott, so that's also the argument. There's other people that say even when AJ scored, nobody in the stadium was concerned about losing that game. You assume the defense would be able to stop Sam Howell from not let alone from get from scoring a touchdown because they needed a touchdown, not a field goal. Maybe it would have been different if it was a field goal deficit. So, <laughs> are you upset that the Eagles decided to score in that in that scenario? Do you wish they would have just ran the clock down, kicked the field goal, don't even sweat it, or are you happy that that the game went the way it did? I am in the business of winning football games, and my team scored a touchdown to put us up seven with about a minute left in the game, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And a minute 43. I don't care how the game was going. I don't care how the bad the defense looked or our past defense, a secondary, whatever you want to say. You would have told me we'd have a seven-point lead, and all we'd have to do is stop Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders at home at the link with those rocking fans from scoring a touchdown. I'll take those chances 10 times out of 10. Okay. Sam Howell went 64 yards down the field. Like nobody thought that was happening. Right? <laughs> no. Well, you know, some people ah, just, I don't know. It's just, it's a really annoying thing. It was a big argument in my household. Me and my dad argued about it the entire rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here we are doing it yet again here on this podcast. I'm sure it's all WIP talked about today. Oops. Mm-hmm. Sorry, WIP. Uh, don't you like work for Odyssey? Probably shouldn't be. Yeah, relax, <laughs> relax. Um, I mean, it's just like there's always something to talk about, I guess. But like me personally, like I just, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see where you stand on it. I mean, I, I just, I, I can't even like look at it that way. I can't I even assume, look at it that way. I, I assume when the Eagles got the ball back, what was it? What was it like? Uh, I forget. I forget how much time was left. I assume after Washington scored, right? And it was 24-24, 3:20 left. You assume that they were going to go down the field with three minutes and 20 seconds left. You assume they were going to do what they do best, run run the football, go down the field, waste the clock out, like they did to end the game in Tampa Bay. We talked about it last week, how they ended Tampa Bay. They got the ball with nine minutes, never gave the ball back. You assume it was going to be a similar deal here, but they were able to score, and then you give the ball back to Washington and give them a chance to score, which they did on a 10-yard touchdown pass to Jahan Dotson. Now, when they did score, Stephen, was there any fear in your heart that Rivera might have been going for two? <laughs> no, my God. I was like, Rivera's yeah, ballsy right, enough. Yeah. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll fuck around and do it. And oh. it just like the luck was just not going the Eagles' way. There's so many things you can point at in this game. And of course, like the play right before that, that pass defense that we had literally left one second on the clock. Like it just couldn't have taken any longer and the game couldn't have just ended right there. They had to have one more play. And of course, it's an easy touchdown. And, uh, well... Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised I didn't go for two there. Um, yeah, I don't really know what the mindset was there exactly. I mean, you're the road team. You're the underdog. Uh, they had no problem throwing the ball against us. Like, I probably would have went for two there. I'm sure they they I mean, they had to have had Eric Bieniemy, of course. Had to have had some sort of play they could have ran in that situation. 
to beat us, you know, to upset us at home. Uh, I mean, they started off, I believe, yeah, they started overtime off with the ball. They won the coin toss. They got the ball, mm-hmm. and they didn't really do a whole lot with it. Um, you assume but like, when, just, when they got to, the ball, I was like, hold them to a field goal, and then the Eagles will score because the overtime rules now is you first team to score a touchdown, essentially. Oh, you thought they but were going to score in overtime? I was like, no I thought way, they were going to at least it. get a field goal because the Eagles oh, was man. getting gashed up all day, so I was like, man, nah, they might get a field nah, goal out of this. That would have been unacceptable for me. This defense needs to at least show some life against freaking Sam Howe, for God's sake. Well, they did. Well, they did in that nonsense. How do you feel about uh, uh, early in the fourth quarter, third and 11, uh, Eagles decide to run a halfback draw to Kenny Game? <laughs> Yeah, like, we're the freaking again, Eagles. Man. What are we doing? What are we scared of? Why are we running draws? Brian Johnson or what? But, like, he's gotten better, but he still just has these moments, man. And I don't know if it's all him, like, who, again, who f- gets factored into this decision-making. But, man, not I didn't love that. Also didn't love... Like, inside the 20, right? You're on the Washington, like, 16-yard line. What are we running, yeah, what are we running draws I, I don't, for? I don't, I don't know, man. I, I can I see it in, like, third and six because we've had success doing that, catching teams off guard, and then you kind of no get way the Brian conversation is it four down territory. But it's, it's Maybe they were scared of, of, of turning the ball over. I also didn't love you. that. Um, I, I guess it was a miscue between Hurts and A.J. Brown. I want to say it was an overtime. Uh, AJ Br- I guess Hurts elected. Hurts just wanted to go downfield again. He Boy, the intent- they were carving the intentional them grounding up down the field. About- yeah, it just the grounding call. Yeah, that was. That yeah, was didn't that's that it knocked him out of field goal range? Did you knock him out of field goal range? Did you know it was grounding the second that happened? Like you knew. No, right I away? didn't. No, I just okay, I didn't incomplete. either. I didn't because either. Because you're, so you're so used to grounding calls being like behind the line of scrimmage. You know the fact that it was that deep and nobody or was even literally just like, in the yeah, area. Yeah, tossing the ball out of bounds. He at least like you could tell there was intention to go to Brown there. The miscue hurt them in that situation. The fact that they weren't on the same page. Yeah, but somebody has to be in the vicinity of the football. There was like nobody, no offensively, there was nobody around. It knocked you out of field goal range. Hurts completes a pass yeah. to Smitty, thankfully, to get them back in field goal range. And Jay and Jake Elliott bails them out. I feel like Jake Elliott has bailed the offense out quite quite a few times this season. But that's what you do when you have a kicker uh, that can do that. But yes, AJ Brown having a great uh, two game stretch here. We figured that was going to be the case after uh, the uh, I guess theatrics we'll call them. In the, in the game two weeks ago. A.J. Brown in this one, nine receptions, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. A.J. leads the NFL over the last two weeks with 306 yards. He is the third Eagle in the last 50 years with 300 yards in a two-game span, only with Deshaun Jackson in 2009 and Jeremy Macklin in 2014. Uh, he did say that Hurts chewed him out a bit about uh, that taunting penalty. Uh, I... I I've I've, Wait, I've gotten really? some I've gotten some because you, obviously it cost them the yardage and it allowed Washington to score. You probably can hold them if uh, without that penalty, you don't want to give them any additional yardage. I'm in the in the camp that I wasn't upset about the penalty at the time because, like I said, number one, I thought the defense would be able to stop them. Number two, Emmanuel Forbes was like jawing at him for most of that game. No, like he was in his ear for most of that game, and then AJ cooked him. And and scored on him. And it's not even like he was like doing anything crazy. What did he do? Just leave yeah, the ball I, in his lap? He put the ball yeah, in his lap and I, ran I, off. Taunting no is so league. weird now in the NFL. We can't play football yeah. no more. We the can't no talk. fun league strikes again. God, it was stupid out to, to get me. AJ first. First they make him take his cleats off. Now yeah. taunting, and now they drug tested the man. Yeah, they, they don't drug like tested him, him immediately like after him the game. Reason. Like he got back to the locker room. He didn't even make it to the locker room yet. And there's a drug test thing waiting for him. Why aren't we drug testing Christian McCaffrey scoring 17 touchdowns a game? Nobody's. Why aren't we drug testing Sam Howell? For what? For what? What do you do? So for crazy. looking like 
Looking like a competent quarterback. Like, <laughs> Eric, I'm telling you, it's all Eric Bieniemy. He did a lot of good things to make Sam Howell's life easier. I mean, he they had a great the game form. plan from the beginning. Get the ball out quick. And oh my god, I just it's that was so That's frustrating. The same game I just plan hate it against the Eagles. They, every it. team has the same game plan against the Eagles. Wait till Stafford. We'll talk about it. But wait till Stafford. How do we this stop week? it, man? I can't put up with it anymore. It was so <laughs> frustrating. I want my offense on the field. I want to sit there and watch these guys get carved up. It pisses me off. Yeah, well, each team got one drive in the first quarter, right? Back to back, like eight minute drive. From Washington, and then from and then from the Eagles. I was like, this game might be over by down the field on us opening drive. I mean, to be fair, it's a scripted drive. It's all any team can have good success like, with their this opening game drive. Might be over. By three thirty, but very good from AJ Brown. The Bob, the the uh, the uh, the kind of bob and weave, uh, weaving through traffic, uh, a touchdown he had. Lamade Zacchaeus, very good blocking downfield. <laughs> we we talked about him being the uh, replacement for Zach Pascal, but he doesn't have the same blocking prowess as Zach Pascal. But he showed it there and cleared the way for for AJ Brown. So good on him uh, for that as well. I think this is uh, where, where Jalen Hurts, we're seeing the Jalen Hurts of, of, of 2022 now. He, he clutched up 25 of 37, 319 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, 112.3 passer rating, and, and most importantly, the clutch gene at the end. And this man just stares down 10-point deficits like, like it's nothing, this man. And I think in his last five regular season starts that he's been down 10, he's won all those games in 2021, he was down by 10 to the commanders won that game in 2021, again, down 10 to the commanders won that game 2022 last year, the Jaguars down by 14 early won that game last year against the Colts down by 10 won that game. And then yesterday to the commanders, once again, commanders just, just give you trouble third time down by 10 and hurts found a way to win. I can see why the commanders are emotional towards Jalen Hurts because even when they get a double digit lead on this man, they cannot find a way to close them out save for the uh, the game last year. We all remember remember that one. So Jalen Hurts now 21 and 1 over his last 22 starts. The only 5 QBs in NFL history that are 21 and 1 over the span of 22 starts. You ready for this list, Even? It is a uh it is a elite company. If I say so myself, QBs to go 21 and one in a span of 22 starts since 1990, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and now Jalen Hurts. Mm. What more can we say about the man? What more? I know he's been shaky to start the year and we're like, he's looking unsure of himself. He's looking unsettled. You saw that fire at the end of it. You even saw the celebration that we don't see too often from the stone faced Jalen Hurts. He even showed it at the end when he threw that touchdown to AJ Brown. When Ed, when, when Jalen plays, Maybe like when when, when Jalen plays, I don't even want to say average. Like when he plays, like when he has okay games, the Eagles can still win games. When Jalen Hurts plays the way he did yesterday, the the Eagles are almost impossible to beat. They they are very tough when Jalen Hurts plays the way he did yesterday. Yeah, man, definitely. Like this is something I we've been wanting to see. Uh, I thought like again, like the like he turned game, a corner yesterday. As far as this season is is concerned, anyway. Yeah, and I honestly think that's what you want to see from him. Again, it all comes down to to matchup, but I think that's really what you want to see from him from now on on a weekly basis because it's pr- it's pretty clear him and the entire team and organization, whatever you want to say, doesn't really want him to run the ball. He's going to fall down, slide, which is fine. Oh, I'm okay falling. with that. Uh, oh, you weren't, you weren't okay with the, the one. one. Play. The D-back yeah, was did. staring him down? I didn't like that one, not at all, but... <laughs> You know, he decided the yeah, but the one drive towards the end, he decided to put his foot down and really run, and he picked up a huge first down using oh, his yeah. legs and like he almost tripped you know, himself so, up. He put his foot in the dirt and almost fell. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, yeah, I don't have very many complaints with him other than like a, maybe a few. 
I mean, that what grounding is, call. I can do without the grounding. The grounding sucked, <laughs> and then there was one other time I feel like he forced it to A.J. Brown, but at least he's getting rid of the ball, getting out of his hands. Um, I still feel like there's some meat left on the bone in regards to like for sure for sure they left points on Dallas the field goddard i feel like oh yeah in general but like getting the ball to certain people i say that though um obviously yeah like you don't really love what's going on with dallas goddard in this offense i'm not really sure i did like to see deandre swift in the past game you can clearly see like he's got some juice into him nice little check down option which is huge they need that because so much of their passing game is tough stuff down the field you know and uh it's 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 key I really want to see some some more wrinkles in the passing offense. Like, how are they going to use some you know some of these guys? I mean, obviously we know. Like, I was just looking at it. I like Smith and AJ Brown are both going to have like ten plus targets each every single game as they should. Um, but I just feel like it comes down to like what can they do after that? Get the ball to the running backs. Get it to like like I said, Goddard. Get it to him. Zacchaeus. Is good for one catch a game. Maybe it's a touchdown. Maybe it's a first down. He did, oh, I guess, drop a ball in this game. I will say, though, as I sit here and complain about Goddard, that throw to Goddard was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That one. You know which one dot, I'm talking about? A dot. Oh, my, my God. God. My God. Just he's, missed he's the commander's defensive back's hand. Uh, wow. I touched his fingertip at that point. I think it's what it did. But you got her uh, to this point. He only had 25 yards yesterday. Just uh, 13 catches for 88 yards so far this year through four games. Uh, they got to figure Jack out how Stahl to get put up those numbers. Um, I, I get it. Like I said, in this passing offense, so many mouths to feed. You have AJ yesterday who had 13 targets. Devontae had nine targets. Uh, Goddard four, Swift four. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. But if somebody's putting up yards, it is what it is. But Goddard is too good to be a non-factor in this offense. Brian Johnson is going to have to figure out how to utilize him. And Dallas Goddard himself is going to hang on, has to hang on to the balls that come his way. Uh, had, had a drop yesterday. Uh, so, you know, I think Goddard is, is, it's, it's going to come around. It's everybody's turn. will come around. Uh, it is what it is. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How do you feel about Devontae's game overall? Oh, I seven think it's for good. 78? Hell yeah, 7 for 78. And again, another crazy 50-50 ball. He, it seems to be his trademark to have at least one of these every time he plays the Commanders. And I'm going to say it. It's a hot take. And don't spin this. This isn't a Uh-oh. Smitty versus AJ thing. It's not It's not one of those. But Smitty might be the better 50-50 receiver. No, he might be. He might be. Like, like we, we talked about this a little bit a little bit off air. But when was the last time? Like, he doesn't have to because he's so damn strong. But, like, does AJ, like, jump for balls? He doesn't He doesn't really have to, like I said. But he doesn't get up. Devontae gets up. He climbs that ladder. But he's so, you know, light and, and slender that it's not a whole lot of weight to get up in the air. But he's able to, ele- I mean, elevate, like, 10, 15 feet in the air to get some of these balls. It's crazy how high this man this man can get for some some of these balls, especially at his size, and take the punishment, hit the ground, and hold on to the ball. It's, it's, I'm amazed every time I see him do it. Yeah, I mean, they're just two totally different players. Like you said, like A.J. Brown's more strong, like, I don't, I don't want to say seen ground jump. and pound. But I don't just think like I've ever physical. seen him jump, honestly, A.J. And that's the thing, like, 
his weight probably holds him down. Yeah, it is wild how high Devontae Smith gets. I mean, he ha- he had to have played basketball, right? He had to. Have. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure every football player has played basketball at, at some point. But he's got that like like he clearly has that bat like like you said that jump ball like skill set. That's nuts, man. And he, he runs up. so effortlessly. Like it looks like. He just looks like a deer, like when the ball's in his yeah, hand. That's he's why like gliding. Love, he's my, gliding. Honestly, man, like I love the deep ball in this offense between the two of them. As you said, they both like AJ Brown will kind of just like body his way to the deep ball, like kind of just maneuver his way and like box people out. Devontae's just going to jump 20 feet in the air and grab it over three defenders. But I love the crossing routes. Like when, if mm-hmm. you get AJ the ball in space and Devontae, like I on and honestly, you know what? Goddard could do the same damn thing. Like I want to see more of that. Like the intermediate, again, the intermediate stuff. I, I just you're, wonder you're, sometimes. You're, your trademark is the intermediate. You love the you love the intermediate game well, so much. Every easy, time every like, time Smitty man, catches man. a crosser and he's upfield, you're like, oh yeah, that's, oh, my, that's my shit it, right there. I love it. And he man, it's just like it's easy offense. Like get your QB in rhythm, but also like we have yak guys. Like these guys can run with the ball in their hands. All you know, are three playmakers. Even like whatever you want to do it, yo. I think Hertz just missed him on that play. We did draw. Uh, I wasn't. It wasn't a spot foul, but there was like I believe it was. I want to say holding. Before um, DeAndre Swift even got to break out into that route, but that play was looking like it could have been a big one. You know, down the sideline to oh, yeah, uh, DeAndre yeah, Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting wrinkle right there. I remember the Eagles' go-to explosive play a few year- years ago when they had nothing was uh, good old Sproles Carson Wentz wheel, wheel, wheel route to uh, my. Oh yeah, Sproles, Sproles is a monster in the wheel route too. <laughs> But yeah, I don't Swift think that was definitely. a wheel route. I think Swift was lined up outside as a receiver, and he just cooked yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put him. They line him out, out there sometimes. It hurts almost hit him if, if it wasn't for that. So that's so. hey, man. If our O line can hold up and we can play that like backyard style football, hey, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. They're gonna have to now without without Cam Jurgens, who suffered a foot injury, came out the game. He might be out for a few weeks. So your boy Suwa Apeta, <laughs> Suwa Apeta <laughs> is gonna be in there. I know you hate that guy. Suwa Apeta is gonna be in there. Trying to hold it down. Maybe they'll activate Tyler Steen, see what he can do. His first uh, play in the game, he got shoved like right into Hurts, I want to say. And <laughs> you're like, God damn it. Throw. And that's why I think that's why the run game kind of tapered off a little bit too, because because Cam Jurgens is moving people and, and running yeah. runs. Um, yeah, the, the, the run game kind of tapered off. To be towards, fair, towards though, the, the Commanders do have a pretty solid defensive line, oh, at of least course. like stuffed up front there. Speaking speaking of so. stuffed and up front, well, not pause. But speaking of <laughs> stuffing runners, um, this yeah. uh, this 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 tush push that is nationally oh, hated, oh, okay. nationally hated. Where'd you where'd you think I was going with this? You, I thought you were gonna go with our run defense because if you guys read my betting preview for this game, I told everybody oh, to take. And honestly, I was nervous about this. I told everybody to take. Uh, wow, just hit the under. I told everybody to take Brian Robinson. Is it junior? Is he a junior? Yeah, I think so. Uh, his under, I want to say, was hovered right around 50 and a half rush yards, at least when I took it. He got 45 yards, which I believe is the most they've given up to a rusher this year. 45. Can you believe that? That is wild. Yeah, that New is, and improved is, run defense. And, so, and he is the, uh, he is the, uh, the uh, uh, like the, the, I guess the lead back in that, because Gibson is like the pass he's catcher. He's good, man. He's a big, he's a big boy. Yeah, he runs hard. He runs. He runs tough. He was knocking people out on the goal line, like even with the uh, touchdown 
That the McLaurin, commanders are quietly like a shot. Like if you look at their team, there's good names on it. You know, yeah, they like got a good trio, good McLaurin, running backs, Dotson, good receivers. Curtis Samuel, yeah. um, um, Brian Johnson or not Brian Johnson. Brian Robinson fumbled at the goal line, and McLaurin recovered it. But oh, like, he was man. like he was taking people out. <laughs> yo, did you think we so were gonna was... get another Justin Jefferson moment? It's like yo, this team just gets lucky ass turnovers oh, all the time. Uh, once they fumble, I thought I honestly thought you cleared the plane before that even happened. So I was like, oh, I didn't think it was gonna McLaurin... be a touchback thing or whatever or whatever you're going. I thought like. Like, I thought there was a chance maybe the Eagles would recover it there in the end zone. I'm like, damn, oh, we just no. luck out. Yeah, it is what it is. But yes, the uh, the tush push, the QB push that is naturally hated across all of the uh, media outlets because they cannot perfect it. I saw the Chargers try it yesterday. I believe the Raiders tried it too. They they were unsuccessful. Uh, the the <laughs> the Commanders did everything they could to try and stop it. This includes having your hand literally touching the football, Deron Payne's hand underneath the football, but yet Landon Dickerson is called for offensive offsides. Yeah, I don't this think is that's the way allowed, by the we're way. We're trying to start the – this is this is how we're going to try to stop this. helmet was over the line of scrimmage as well. <laughs> like, that's usually the starting point there. Or we I can't guess physically hand, stop but. this play, so we need to get the refs involved to legally stop this play because we can't we can't freaking do it. And what do the Eagles do? You want to try and stop it? Bam, we're going to fake sneak it later in the game. Hurts fakes up the middle, runs Yo, around that it. was a gutsy call. I was Yo. nervous as shit shit on that I couldn't believe we, they we were did back it. I couldn't believe where they were did. we we were at like our 30 or something that's what i'm saying and we and i was like yo if that doesn't work there you're in some you're in some we're deep fucked. waters if it, if it doesn't work there and hertz was like when he went over the line he was like swinging elbows <laughs> like my man was angry <laughs> he was like <laughs> i was like damn Jaylen, like, this man was trying to take heads with him i was like yeah he, like he's quiet and reserved but like he was he was bringing the fire yesterday by god yeah he's, that he worked. seems a little um i don't know if irritated is the word but like there's definitely an edge to him now yeah, like you said yeah, like i like it I, it's like not a bad off. thing at all it's a great thing <laughs> yeah he's like pissed though like this super bowl loss is like awakening demons inside him or something <laughs> but it's noticed the way but yes deron Payne's hand literally underneath the football you can't touch the football he was touching the ball i felt like he was gonna snap it instead of jason Kelsey. i, I was so was mad dude it. i was so mad i felt so defeated at that moment because that's when things still weren't even necessarily going great for us i think we were yeah. still trailing at that I was point like, all right, so. this is what we're gonna do there was a holding call in zach cunningham that was like a phantom holding call it was crazy troll <laughs> Edmonds dropped an interception in the end zone. Remember the drop yeah, pick in the end zone? Yeah. Terrell Edmonds, bro. You gotta you gotta That was early into the game, right? They scored they scored a touchdown later on. You gotta that could have been a seven point flip right there. Um the Eagles forced a fumble at the goal line that was also recovered by the commanders. They caught a hold on Bradbury too, didn't they? It felt yeah, identical all these to the one in the Super Bowl, man. And and Darius Slay for a crazy like pass interference. Like the calls in this game. It was were, late. Were, that were, one was late. Were, that was ridiculous. a late call. And that's ridiculous. the thing, they weren't for a lot of yards, but they were like key. It was always on third down, always mm-hmm. on third down when we were about to, you know, force them to either punt or settle. Yeah, I guess for a field goal. You know, you know what was even situations. more ridiculous than any of those? Do you remember the late hit by Edmonds when Sam Howell wasn't even out of bounds yet? He wasn't even out of bounds. One foot was still in bounds. Yeah, that's but sucked. it's it's bang bang, it's bang bang, right? In real time. How are you supposed like when when things are moving that fast? You guys are running twenty miles an hour, and Sam Howell is like running. I guess he's running out of bounds, but he's not out yet. And Edmonds is just trying to shove him out. He was still in bounds, shoved him out, and they called the late hit. It's it's I. Well, speaking you know, of, how about when Hertz got shoved into that ref, took her out? Oh yeah, was the girl ref. She right? got up. Female? Okay, I was she concerned. It looked bad. It looked really bad. I'm not gonna lie. I was lie. like, oh man, the media's gonna say he hates women. Now it's gonna be. A whole oh, here we go. It's gonna be a whole. Well, that's the thing. thing. When they put it in slow mo, um, it looks terrible. Slow. 
it, it does look bad, but like this dude is unreal. He's going full speed, you know, and he gets shoved down the sideline. And as all this is going on, and he's like gathering himself, he somehow managed to like extend his arms and at least somewhat brace or fall. I mean, it is like so is much nice. you can I do just, there. I but. just recall that late hit, and that that was that was that was horrible. But between that and the and the offensive offsides, this is what we're doing. Unbelievable, unbelievable stuff. All right, uh, you want to talk about defense defensively? Hassan Reddick, we talked about it. Uh, how yeah, next week I felt wrote great about, about him getting a sack this game for sure. Yeah, you felt vindicated because you were like, "Look, man, Washington allows a ton of sacks. Reddick got that cast off off his thumb, well, off his hands. About time, yeah. about time to wake up." And he finally, he finally, finally got one. So on, on a second and ten, I believe, right? Second and ten, sacked Sam Howell for seven yards, made it third and seventeen. Then there was a false start, I believe, made it third and twenty-two. Those were yeah. those were critical moments for Hassan Reddick. Uh, to show up, Zach Cunningham, thirteen tackles, and Nicholas Moreau, practice squatter. Nicholas Moreau, free agent signee. He was a free agent signee, then got cut, then got brought back to the practice squad, and now he's starting because Nicobe Dean's not here. And he became the first player in Eagles history to record ten tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble in a single game. I believe Moreau had four career sacks coming into yesterday, and he had three. That's yeah, wild. It's it wild. is unbelievable. Very good stuff from the linebackers. I will I will I will ask you this though. Uh-oh. Is the how do I how do I put this nicely? Uh do you do you miss Nicobe Dean? Or I have do. you noticed Nicobe Dean missing rather? <laughs> you said you don't I mean it's hard to say because we have Is it noticeable that he, is it noticeable that he is gone? I mean, like, it's easy to sit here and ask that because these guys are getting sacked I'm and stuff I'm like that. I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> I, I feel like it's decide knows what he's doing, and he's like, you know what, our front four is great, but if I send these linebackers that, I mean, to our knowledge, aren't necessarily great in pass coverage, I guess if you want to use them to their strengths, let them rush the QB, it's paid off, you know, and they're rushing behind the best, probably the best, we would say, one of the top two, three defensive lines in the league. But again, it's hard to even answer that because we haven't gotten to see a whole see a whole lot of uh, Nakobe Dean, you know. And it's like when, when you see our when, when you see these QBs, like like Mac Jones shouldn't have thrown for three hundred yards against us. Um, Kirk Cousins carved us up, even though we had him. You know, we got a good pass rush on him, and then Sam Howell. A lot of that, I would say, is X's and O's. Eric Bieniemy scheming up and obviously being a much better coordinator than Sean Desai. Um, Part of me does wonder would our past defense be better if Nicobe Dean was here. So I don't really know how to answer that. I don't know. Yeah, I just I just think because he was like you know the green dot coming in here. I think that I'll, I'll put it like this. I think that with the way the linebackers are playing right now, it's good because they won't feel like they have to rush back Nicobe Dean if he's not mm. like fully healthy. I think is a, is a better thing. Nicobe obviously has all the potential in the world, high ceiling at the position. I'm glad that the linebackers are stepping up so that we don't have to be like, oh, my God, we got to get Nicobe Dean in here at 75% because it's better than all of our other options. So I'm happy with the way uh, that shaked out um, as well. I think they, I think the defensive line still generated good pressure. I think Jalen Carter got five more pressures uh, uh, yesterday. Hey, not, really? a, not, a, not, a, not a flashy game, not as flashy as the last a uh, few games from the uh, from the defensive line, but Fletcher Cox he had a huge he, he had a huge uh, like key stop. I want to say I forget if it was a it was a short situation. I can't remember if they tried to run a QB sneak or what it was, but Jalen Carter got in there. Dang yeah, so uh, they do they do they do a good job of uh, of, of of stuffing of stuffing uh, uh, you know uh, in the middle QB sneaks, you know halfback insides, <laughs> all those all those stuff. So good on the defense. Uh, for stopping those runs, but man, they got to figure out something against the pass because if you're allowing, like you said, Sam Howell do it, you got Matthew Stafford coming up on Sunday. 
You got Puka Nakua. You got Cooper Cup, who's 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 coming off the pup list or IR, whatever list he's on. It's going to be a, a a tough go uh, in that regard. But overall, can't be upset with another win. Four and zero for the Philadelphia Eagles. Only one of two remaining teams now. Four and zero. The other one, the San Francisco 49ers. It is looking like uh, obviously it's early. But man, an NFC Championship game rematch is certainly certainly hmm. uh, in the cards if both these teams stay hot. Brock Purdy yesterday, twenty for twenty-one. I mean, Jesus! I mean, it's the easiest offense to play for, so you can only take do so much with the with those stats. But the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, uh, especially, is looking looking good over there. Uh, Steven, only two defensive tackles have twenty plus pressures this year: Aaron Donald and Jalen Carter. So Jalen Carter still hmm. holding up well, still doing good for all those defensive player of the year. Uh, ticket holders that are out there. James uh, James Bradbury yesterday in the slot. I know they had to move him around a little bit, uh, moving back outside because some players came out. But James Bradbury allowed uh, four catches on six targets, just 34 yards, a 70.1 passer rating. Josh Job on the outside allowed three catches for, on six targets for 35 yards and a touchdown on the last play of regulation. So uh, good stuff from the from the secondary. They're trying to stay stay alive. You know, Maddox is gone. They had to do what they could without Justin Evans as well as Sidney Brown. No safeties. Uh, Reed Blankenship, though. Thank God for the forearm of Reed Blankenship, who oh my was the, literally the only reason Terry McLaurin did not get two feet Dude. in on that catch. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I was ready for them to overturn it. I was like, they're about to pull He's this shit a catch. Good, very, very solid player, though, isn't he? He's beyond solid. I see. He's you above. Know? He's he's above average. Two plays I was preparing myself for. I was preparing for them to overturn Devontae's catch because mm. I was like, it's going to be like the 49ers. But he did. Yep. He did. He did have control. And I was getting ready for them to rule Terry McLaurin's catch as a as a as a as a uh, complete pass. I was oh, not. Oh man. Oof. We're going to talk about nerves. This game. This game tested all of them. But Jake Elliott comes through. 54 yarder to make the Eagles four zero and remain un. Defeated. Any other uh, notes, stats, storylines you uh, have noted down, written down that you want to hit on before we put a bow on this one? Just uh, what wild times we live in, man. Like it just feels again like this general fan base is a little on edge about a yeah, four because of our basketball team. team. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, don't even get me started on that. That's why. That's why. That's why we're all. On uh on edge, I'm trying to find uh what are the standings? So the Eagles atop, of course, the NFC standings four and zero. Dallas three and one. Commanders two and two. The Giants are one and two before they play uh Seattle tonight. We'll see how that all uh, uh shakes out. Appreciate you guys for listening to this edition of the Philly Pod, brought to you by TheLibertyLine.com. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms at the Philly Pod, Stephen. Where can the people find you as you are arguing with people, whether they should be kicking field goals, running the ball, or trying to score points any way they can? <laughs> uh, you know, Stephen Conrad Jr. on Twitter. And uh, honestly, TikTok's a good follow. I get I, I get oh, bullied no. by non-Eagles fans a lot on there. I've been, I've been slowly putting out more content. A fantasy but I do, football uh, analyst problem. <laughs> Fantasy, the fantasy football. The, fan- the, fan- the fantasy like community is so annoying. You ever run into them on TikTok? They, they act like they know um, not a whole lot, honestly. The twelve-year-olds that are like, "You need to take the No, I'm not doing this. Yeah, you know, it's it's what it is. I guess maybe I just need to block it out. I don't know. 
Uh, it's, a, it's not bothering me. It's just, you know, it's just like, there's all these comments. It's like, I feel like I should respond to some of these people. I don't know. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I responded to a lot of Washington fans yesterday because, hey man, you want to tell us that, oh, the McLaurin call saved your ass? I remember last year when Goddard got his head ripped off by that face mask and they didn't call that shit. So it is, it is what it is. Yeah. We'll catch yeah, you anyway. guys. <laughs> How about that? We'll catch you guys later in the week as we go ahead to preview uh, Rams versus Eagles as they look to move to 5-0. and It's the Rams, then the Jets, then the Dolphins, I believe. Mm. We could be 6-0. and Unless it Rams depends are... what version of Zach Wilson we're getting. Because if you get the Zach Wilson of last night, it might, <laughs> he might, this man might put up 300 yards on us. God damn. He's Zach bound Wilson to get better, man. Back. I mean, I know it's not He's a hot back. take or whatever, but like... No, he heard he heard all the he heard all the all the hoes was gonna be at MetLife, so he was fucking (laughs) turning up in in New York. That's why they said, "Oh, Swift is gonna be here. She gonna bring her little white girls." I'm here. I'm with it. Thanks, guys. (laughs) That's why he did it. And that one fumble, that one fumble costed him. They had a chance to Mm. beat Mahomes. I was pulling for him. I was like, if any somebody beat Mahomes, thank God it couldn't be us in the Super Bowl. But I'd be glad if Zach Wilson could do it. That'd be that'd be good stuff. We'll catch up with y'all later in the week to discuss that matchup. Uh, with the Rams. Until then, y'all be safe. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace out from the Philly Pop. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.